The time has come, and the time is now. Welcome to the second episode of the Grub Club Podcast. It's your boy, Uncle Tito. Grab yourself an ice-cold soda, and maybe a slice of za, and kick back and relax and enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody, for the second episode of the Grub Club podcast. Thank you very much for uh, for reaching out to me the, the past couple days with uh, positive feedback, um, kind words and responses. I did set up an Instagram page. Go check that out. Uh, there is provided a link to the Spotify account where you can play the podcast. Um, so let's get into episode two of the Grub Club podcast, episode two, season one. So a rundown of this of this show I'm going to bring to you food for thought, basically what I ate the past couple days, letting you know what I had on the down low. Uh, second up, I'm going to cover the phenomenon of the freshman 15. Yes, that's what I'll be talking about. And lastly, I'm bringing on a guest speaker, a co-host perhaps, Scotty Kwan. Let's kick it. Food for thought. What I ate the past couple weeks. Let's see. Today is Friday, December 4th. I'm going to bring it back all the way to yesterday, which was Thursday, December 3rd. For lunch, I had Jimmy John's Freaky Fast. Uh, so what I'm doing now is with all these uh, these apps that these that these food companies are putting out, um, they're giving away a lot of a lot of free free things when you order. So I always take a peek, whether it be Domino's, Herbert's and Gerber's, Jimmy John's, and just see what what the deal is. So like yesterday with Jimmy John's, if I ordered a sandwich, I got a free bag of chips. That was dope. Um, let's see. Last night for supper, I picked up uh, Heggie's Deluxe Frozen Pizza from the Freedom Value Center, where Value is their middle name. Um, I absolutely love Heggie's. Uh, it's a great frozen pizza. It can be a little pricey, but the quality is perfect. Um, so I ate about half that pizza. I put it up on the. Uh, I put it up next to the toaster on the, the countertop. And then my, my good pal, Scotty Quam, who you guys will hear from um, later tonight, stopped by. And he had to drop off a t-shirt he got for me, which was really nice of him. Thank you, Scotty K. And so I went outside, talked to him for a little bit. And then I heard uh, my roommate come up, and he had the dog. And so I came back in. He's like, well, how many, how many pieces of pizza do you have left? And I was like, I don't know, maybe three or four. And he's like, yeah, they're gone. Uh, the dog climbed up on the counter and, and ate all your pizza. And, and he also had a frozen pizza, too, and it ate half of his frozen pizza. So... Shout out to the dog that ate good last night. Um, today for lunch, I had a Western-style burger. So basically, let's call it a double cheeseburger. It had bacon on there and barbecue sauce. Love barbecue sauce, but you already know that. On top of that, I had fried onions, fried or raw onions. It doesn't really matter to me. I picked fried today. And I had hand-cut French fries. It was perfect. Absolutely perfect. I haven't ate yet tonight. I'm thinking maybe uh, maybe a little Chinese supper. Um, but I guess I'll let you know, uh, when I talk to you later about food for thought to all the fans out there, if you ever want to let, uh, let me know your food for thought, maybe, uh, something cool that you're eating this week. Maybe you found a new, a new favorite dish. Uh, just send me a snap, uh, maybe a text, hit me up on Instagram. I'm interested to, uh, to see what you're into at the moment too. So, um, with that being said, I'm going to transition into the phenomenon of the freshman 
15. Dun, dun, dun. It's been a long time since I was a freshman in college. And let me tell you, the freshman 15 hit me hard, but the freshman 30 hit me even harder. I couldn't run away from it. And I don't know, maybe you're one of the lucky ones out there. Maybe you're on an athletic team. Maybe you're just an active person. Maybe you have a great metabolism. But for me, I just couldn't, I couldn't outrun it. And I was thinking about the freshman 15 last night. Uh, my thoughts came in my head about when I was a freshman in college and my good friend, uh, Steve Thruhoff, was going to Eau Claire. And um, he invited me down for a weekend for homecoming. And uh, we were poor at the time, just started college, didn't really have a job. Get down there and I go, well, what are we going to do for food? And he goes, oh, don't worry, dude. I got a card to the calf. My mom loaded it with money. I can just swipe you in. You can eat with us. You'll enjoy it. And see, my idea of what a calf was at, at a college um, would have been like what my cafeteria was at my high school because I went to college in my hometown, so I didn't live in the dorms. I didn't hang out on campus a lot. I never went to the cafeteria. So I was going into this thinking like I would maybe have two or three options. Uh, it'd be a real cheap real cheap lunch or a real cheap supper, and I'd be done with it. But, man, I walked in. It was like walking into Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. I was a Augustus Glute, eating all the all the chocolate from the Chocolate River. Man, they were making everything for me. Burgers to how I wanted the, the burgers to be made. Chicken burgers. Chicken strips. All the sides you could think of. Mac and cheese. Maybe a little side salad. The best part, though, was when I got to the uh, got, got to the soda. Soda was included. They had two, not one, but two fountain pop systems, Coca-Cola and Pepsi. So with your first plate, if you wanted an ice-cold cola, you go get your cola. With your second plate, if you wanted an ice-cold Mountain Dew or Pepsi, you could just switch over to Mountain Dew or Pepsi. And to top it off, they not only had soft-serve ice cream, but hard-serve ice cream. Maybe if you just wanted a little cone, a little soft serve action. Maybe if you wanted to make a chocolate sundae, maybe a little hard ice cream action. It was up to you. And I'm just thinking back to that that movie Animal House. I hope you've seen it. But uh, when John Belushi's character is at his cafeteria at, at, at his college and he's walking through, kind of moseying along, and he's grabbing everything he can, he can fit onto his plate. Apples, bananas, donuts. God, sandwiches, burgers. He's just filling up this massive plate. I'm thinking back. I'm like, oh, my God. I was I was Bluto from Animal House that night at in Eau Claire. Um, but anyways, showed up to Fruit Daddy. His mom got really mad at him because he spent a lot of money on, on me that weekend at the cafeteria. We ate there Friday night. We ate there Saturday for lunch, Saturday night. And I might have even snuck in a little uh, little Sunday breakfast. I'm not too sure. But I do know that Saturday night. He didn't want to go eat again, so he just gave me his card, and I just got into the calf, and I'm not even a student there. Filled up some massive plates and just sat with some random people. I had no idea who they were. I don't even go to school there. and just ate, ate supper with them. They thought I went to school there. It was, it was a good time, but uh, that was really the, the introduction of buffet-style eating to me, I suppose. I can remember being, being younger, and it was almost a delicacy to go to Old Country Buffet. Me and my family would go there like once. And I remember the first time I was going to OCB, I looked in the window to see to see how it was set up or whatever. And it looked like it was just the food went on forever, forever. But needless to say, I got in there, got my plate and they set it up with mirrors. They just trick you. They just think they just wanted you to think that that the food was endless. But 
really OCB did not compare to to what I experienced in Eau Claire. And uh, and with that being said, we're gonna talk to the buffet bandit himself. This dude is like the Babe Ruth of buffets. I'm so honored to have him on the show to talk about his buffet experiences. He is the advanced buffet master, and his name is Scott Quam. So with that being said, with that being said, let's go pick up our buddy Scott, aka the GOAT. All right, fans, I'm absolutely excited here. This is my first, my first guest on this show, and I hope it's not his last. I call him the go to buffets. This dude puts the hubby in chubby. He is the mayor of the Clean Plate Club. My boy, Scotty K. Scott Quam. Welcome, Scott. Oh, hello, Uncle Tito. I'm very excited to be here on the podcast today. Um, Looking forward to talking a little bit about one of our favorite subjects, to say the least, which is food. Yeah. We're going to be talking about buffets. And and me and Scott, actually, we went to the same high school. We weren't really buddies. We knew each other. And then it just so happened when when we went to college, we ended up having a few classes together. We built a friendship. And then we ended up hanging out at the Godfather's Pizza Buffet like two or three times a week. Ah, those were the days. But Scott, I was telling the I was telling the uh, telling the gang about how how the freshman fifteen hit me extremely hard. Did it uh, Did it also affect you at all? Well, you know, I used to not believe in the freshman fifteen, um, but I think we actually coined a new phrase freshman year um, because of the Godfather's Pizza Buffet. Um, the unfortunate thing was there was a two-for-one coupon, which we used quite frequently. So it was only about $11 for both of us to eat. And then we coined the phrase the freshman 30 because, you know, 15 sometimes just isn't enough for how much pizza. <laughs> and that's exactly what I told what I told them, too, is that I didn't hit the 15. I got all the way up to the 30 mark, and it was just downhill from there. But uh, I brought you on today because our friendship really started and, and came together over buffets and the pizza buffet. And I just know that you are the buffet master. You know everything about buffets. So I want to start out with you talking about if there's something like buffet etiquette. Is there buffet etiquette? Please let me know. Well, you know, buffet etiquette, I think, is kind of an interesting subject. Because when you think about it, the buffet is probably the most lawless land when it comes to anything restaurant-wise. There are so many different options. There are so many different things that you can look forward to. Um, So really, when you're tackling the buffet itself, um, etiquette is sometimes hard to come by. Um, You know, you want to stick with your common manners, your P's and Q's, your pleases, your thank yous. Oops, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to bump into you there. Um, (laughs) But the biggest thing is being mindful at the buffet. You know, it's kind of a heads up situation. I think too many people get lost in the aromas and the sights that they just, you know, sometimes forget to take their head out of the ground and uh, realize that a lot of people there are on a mission when it comes to eating. (laughs) Have you ever been unhappy walking into a buffet? You know, I would have to say unhappiness is only a result of the length of the line to get into the buffet. Um, I've never been disappointed knowing that there is going to be such a great spread of different items of food, you know, regardless of the theme of the buffet, 
the style of the buffet. You know, there's always going to be an option for someone. The, um, um, but it, the line is really the killer that can really change your mood going in. That is true. You got to, you got to, you got to have a game plan. Um, but thinking about uh, the most awkward moments of a buffet is personally, I think it's when, when you're, you, you walk into the buffet, you just made it through the line and the hostess is, is going to seat you. And then you have to think to yourself, do I sit down and wait for the server to come and bring me my drink or take my drink order? Or do I just say, who cares about the drink? They'll see me later when I'm eating and then just hit the buffet line. What's your thought on that? Are you a sit down, order drink? Or are you, let's just go eat and get drink later? You know, I used to be, you know, when I was younger, I was always the first one to just drop my jacket and go to the food. <clears throat> but now as I've gotten older, um, it's something where I've realized there is great value in just kind of taking those few extra seconds to wait until your waiter or waitress comes by and says, what would you like to drink? Because the second they do that, um, if you don't have sauces on your table, such as ketchup, mustard, or steak sauce, you have a prime opportunity to get that steak sauce on the table before you even touch plate number one. Um, so, you know, there kind of are those advantages where you're going to be able to kind of set the mood by just stepping back for a moment and uh, assessing once you have your soda order. And I know that 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 our style of, of buffet eating is quite different. I know that you don't like any ice in your soda. And whenever you go to eat at a, at a restaurant, you never get any ice. You don't want to you don't want to lose less of the soda. And I like my ice. I like my soda cold. But I've also noticed how we pick and choose what we eat. Um, we're quite different in that aspect. I think about, I don't know if I can compare a buffet to golf, but you're more like Tiger Woods playing Augusta National and the Masters, and you're kind of just plotting your way around the buffet like Tiger Woods would plot his way around the golf course. And your mindset is you want to be in it uh, on, on the final day on Sunday and looking for victory, and victory to you is dessert. And my, my idea of a buffet is more like Bryson, De, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. I'm that guy that goes up there, gives it all I got, tries to hit the ball as far as I can, doesn't care where I end up in the buffet. I'm just there for one mission, uh, to fill up, to be a beast. And if I'm in contention on Sunday to get that dessert, that's cool. If not, I'm not going to be heartbroken. I gave it, I gave it my all. So I want to, I want, I want to let, or I want to pick your brain right now on what your game plan is when you get into the buffet and when you're going to go up and get your first plate. So, you know, that's a great question when it comes to the strategy of the buffet. Um, you know, it's something that I put a lot of thought into. Um, going to a buffet is never a spur of the moment type of idea um, because you kind of have to prep during the day. Um, it's something where if you're kind of going in there with a full belly, you're not going to have a great time. If you had something that could upset your stomach earlier in the day, you know, it's going to be awfully hard to tackle that buffet. Um, you know, just speaking in terms of, you know, your regular dinner buffet, um, the way I think about it is I've already kind of pre-planned during the day. You know, there are certain things that I'm excited for. If it's a theme night, um, you know, say south of the border, where I know there's going to be jalapeno poppers and mini tacos, I've already kind of assessed that situation and planned for it. Um, going into the buffet that day. Um, the biggest thing I like to do is that first plate, every time I go into a buffet, it's either going to be 
just my usual foods that I know can't let me down, are not going to disappoint me, or it's going to be those specialty foods going with the theme. Um, You know, it's not going to be the heavy hitter entrees right off the bat, just because going into a buffet, if you start off with entrees, it is going to be a long night for you. Because are you the type of person that starts with a salad? Do you you hit the salad bar? You know, I don't have anything against salads. I think vegetables are good. I think, you know, the dairy products such as cheese and those dressings, I think they have value. On my plate at a buffet, they mean nothing to me. I am not wasting that valuable stomach space (laughs) for rabbit food. Not happening. Zero chance. My next question, do you get the veggies like i'm a big i'll always get like uh if they have like the cut green beans or like the steamed broccoli or steamed cauliflower i'll always save a little bit of of a spot on my plate for that do you do you also venture into the uh into the veggies see the vegetables are kind of a hit or miss sort of thing um i've always been a huge green bean fan Um, i love anything with peppers um you know green peppers red peppers you know anything kind of with a lot of that flavor and a lot of that color to it Um, but it is something where if I even have a shadow of a doubt that I'm going to be biting into soggy veggies that really have either been sitting too long or just aren't going to provide the amount of excitement that I expect from vegetables, you know, I will pass on them. Um, for the most part, you know, we do try to add those veggies in there. You know, it's kind of one of those things where once you sit down, you laugh and you say, well, I had vegetables, so it wasn't completely unhealthy. You know, even if it's on your fourth or fifth plate, you know, you still took a moment <laughs> to consider your health. And I know, I know you're a man too, where you always sit down and you need your sauces. You're going to get your A1 steak sauce. You're going to have your horseradish. If you're having prime rib, uh, you'll act, you'll ask the waitress for that. And, and me, I don't, I just dig in and I could care less what I have. So I guess I would say that you're more of a formal buffet eater. You're the, you're the kid, you're the kid going to prom dressed up in the tux really excited to go to a formal dance and I'm more so the kid that's just is hanging out going to the after party I didn't go to the dance I'm a non-formal buffet eater that's that's my description of of what what we do when we go to the buffet what do you think you know I would say it's very unique um, to have two very different eaters um, of the same stature that have such wildly different methods but it is very true (laughs) Um, you know, there have been plenty of times where me and you have gone to multiple different buffets. You know, it's not something where we've gone to the same buffet every single time and everything's been the same. Um, I think a big thing for me and you is we've done a lot of the brunch buffet. Um, you know, that early morning where you got half eggs and breakfast potatoes and hash browns. And the other half is chicken tenders, ribs, mac and cheese. Um, but the most important part of our local buffet is the good old omelet man, um, the legend of yeah, the black bear buffet. I, I would agree with that. And I have, I have some written down here that says uh, in, intimidation at the buffet. And the only time I've ever been intimidated is when I approach omelet man and I ask him to make me an everything omelet. And you have a line of people and these omelets take, you know, three to four minutes to make. And you're just kind of standing in line. Everybody's moving around, getting their food. And you got a bunch of people waiting behind you like, holy cow, this dude just got, you know, 12 things thrown into his omelet. That's the only time I've really been intimidated at a buffet or nervous. Have you ever felt any nerves or, or intimidation at a buffet? 
Well, I, I'm not proud to admit this, but I do kind of play bully ball at the buffet. Um, <laughs> I know what I'm there for, and I know what I'm about. So when I see individuals at the buffet who, you know, are kind of stuttering, kind of a little bit confused, um, you know, maybe a little wishy-washy. Uh, do I? Do I not? Well, I can forthright tell you, I know what I want. I am about that business. So sometimes you just kind of have to give people that look like, are you serious now? You have been up to these aisles before. You have seen the items. Now you're getting wishy-washy. Um, you know, it's something where yeah, well, do you, I'm more of an intimidator. Do you think that they just, do you think they just don't want to waste the food? Or do you think they just don't know what they want because they have a smorgasbord in front of them and they have so many options and they just can't pick and choose rather than just taking a little bit of everything and then maybe they won't eat it and they throw it away and they might feel bad? You know, it's kind of like candle shopping. Um, when you go <laughs> candle shopping, you know, the big thing you do is you go and you smell every single scent. Um, I think too many people treat buffets like candle shopping instead of, you know, laundry detergent shopping. See, laundry detergent, you know what it smells like. Use the same thing every time. You know you enjoy it, so that's what you're going to buy. You know, sometimes you branch out, try something new, but you're not going to sit there for, you know, multiple seconds like, mm, should I, should I not? You've already thought, I'm going to try something new. Now at a buffet, you've already seen your items. You know your selection. Um, it's really about only, going only in. You, only you could compare a buffet to go in and shopping for, for candles. I don't get it. You're a goofball. But uh, anyways, I got two final questions for you about buffets. First of all, do you think a buffet is a delicacy? And second of all, do you think buffets are fairly priced or do you think they're overpriced? What are your thoughts? A buffet being a delicacy. Oof. You know, I think... It is very rare where I have walked into a buffet and thought, this is high class. This <laughs> is a luxury. <laughs> Most times it's just pre-shame that I've felt. I've known. I know what I'm about to do here. I'm not proud of it, but it's going to the happen. The best part is, the best part is being big fellows like ourselves is everybody else is in that same boat too. Everybody there is eating as much as they possibly can to get their dollars worth and, and everybody is just an equal in the buffet. That's what I like about buffets. But do you think, do you think buffets are overpriced? Now overpriced is in the mind of the beholder. I do believe that paying for a children's buffet is always overpriced because kids rarely go for the big ticket items. Now I know on a personal level, me and you, definitely go for those big ticket items you know you can't resist yeah. prime rib you can't resist that new york strip um mm -hmm. we love our shrimp we love you know more of the exotic foods at the buffet crab, crab legs you eat a lot of crab legs i definitely have consumed a fair amount of crab legs um within my lifetime and when i say a fair amount i it is almost gross how many crab legs i have consumed <laughs> But I know going into these things, like, that's what I really enjoy. That's what I've been looking forward to all day. Um, yeah. So it really kind of depends. You know, I've been to buffets in Vegas. They do seem kind of pricey. You know, when you're paying $40, 50 $60 for a buffet, 
it's mm-hmm. a little much. But, you know, at smaller buffets, you know, old country buffet, may she rest in peace. Um, the Black Bear <laughs> Buffet. Um, a lot of these casino buffets, you know, in northern Wisconsin and Minnesota. Um, it's something where they're very reasonably priced, even on the seafood nights. Because, um, you know, you're spending $30, but you get to eat seafood. You know, one time I had mahi-mahi. I love mahi-mahi. You know, it's a tropical Florida <laughs> fish. Um, but it's something where, you know, you kind of get to expand your horizons. And since you've spent that money, you're going to make it worth your while. Would you ever take uh, take a date to a buffet? Is that is that in your game plan? Or is that just something that you try to avoid? See, <clears throat> there's a, there's an interesting line between someone I could see myself going to a buffet with and someone I couldn't see myself going to a buffet with. Um, I think the boldest move is within, you know, the first date or two to go to the buffet immediately. Unless, (laughs) you know, it's like a seafood night. You know, it's something where I love seafood. Seafood is the best. All right, then I can understand the seafood buffet. However, if it's date one and you're just like let's go to south of the border night and eat jalapeno poppers <laughs> until our bellies are full hey if your date stays with you through through south of the border night you know you know that they're a keeper they're a keeper i will be honest i barely would risk bringing you to south of the border night because i know that car ride home may not be the most pleasant for anyone involved well not during winter at least Oh. oh, I absolutely love our conversations about buffets. And I hope with what's going on in the world right now, there really isn't buffets. You can't have buffets. But I hope, I hope, I hope by summertime that me and you are able to go back to, to buffets and, and pig out like we used to. No, as long as we can do it safely and without putting anyone in danger, I would love to be back in the buffet. Um, yeah. But as our world may have it, I know right now it's not a thing. But one day I will be back to eating as many crab legs as a man possibly can handle. Yeah. Well, hey, Scott, before you leave, I got some rapid questions for you to answer. Um, Just real quick, whatever comes to your head, whether it's yes or no, or uh, the first thought, just let me know. So here we go. I got about five of them. First one, are you a coleslaw guy or a potato salad guy? coleslaw definitely all right does pineapple deserve to be on pizza yes but it needs the proper other topping such as pepperoni all right are you a cake guy or are you a pie guy i'm definitely a pie guy all right cool cool all right top three dipping sauces in order of one one through three top three dipping sauces well i'll start at three and go to one all right, that's fine. Number three, Chick-fil-A sauce. Ooh, okay. Number two is Polynesian sauce, also from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> that hot opinion. Yep. And number one is honey mustard, only because it's more universal. Um, it's not restaurant-specific. Huge honey mustard guy. All right, all right. All right, my final question for you, Scott. If you could eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? One thing for the rest of my life, Um, you know, I would say a nice cheeseburger, um, probably with some lettuce, tomato, and mayo, um, 
for a side, I'd probably go with waffle fries. Huge waffle fry guy. Um, I would actually add a second side as well. Um, going with some mac and cheese, some nice home-style good mac and cheese. Um, and for dessert, I would go strawberry cheesecake. I wish, uh, I hope that you can make that a, a dinner for two because I would join you every single night because that sounds absolutely awesome. And with that being said, it was awesome. I was extremely happy to have you on my podcast. Um, I felt like I was with um, the Ted Williams of buffets. I was talking to Ted Williams about batting. That's how good you are with food and with buffets. Um, So I thank you, and I hope to have you on again. I hope to have you on frequently, and we can talk about other things too. But uh, I suppose I'll talk to you later this week. Uh, Enjoy what you eat out in the world. Let me know what you're eating, Scott. And I wish you the best, my friend. Thank you, Tito. I do appreciate uh, the time. And, you know, as soon as they come up with a term like athlete, but in terms of buffets, let me tell you, we're going to be ready to go pro. <laughs> Olympics 20, 2054, watch out. <laughs> Silver and gold. All right. Silver and gold. I hope I win the gold. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a good night. Thank you very much. You too. All right. That was the goat himself. Scotty K talking about buffets. Scott, thank you very much for being on the show tonight. I thought you did a great job, buddy. Uh, You told our guests and our our listeners a great deal of information about, uh, about buffets, what they, what they should do to, to pregame the buffet, uh, what they should do when they're in line, what they should do when they're ordering their drinks, how they should go about the process of actually, dishing up their food. I hope to have you on this show multiple times. Um, your belly is just as big as mine, which means your, your brain is always thinking about food just like me. So great job tonight, Scott. And with that, let's, uh, let's go to the credits. All right. Thank you fans for tuning into the, uh, the second episode of season one of the grub club. As always, I'm your boy, Uncle Tito. I hope you guys have a pleasant weekend. Uh, I hope you're able to kick back, relax a little bit, maybe watch some football. And I hope, uh, I hope pleasant eats to you in the future. Thank you, and make sure, uh, make sure you tune in next week for, uh, for podcast number three of The Grub Club. Have a good night. <laughs>